Have you ever thought as a kid, do my toys come alive when I'm not there? All that and more on this episode of My Disney Addiction Podcast. So, Chris, did you actually think your toys came alive when you left? Or was it only know. after you saw it? I remember as a kid, you know, I was like, ah, oh, they could. I don't know. I always thought about, like, it could be a possibility. And then after seeing the, the movie we're about to talk about tonight, I was like, what if they do? Yeah, so I never really thought about that. I just knew that if my toys weren't in the correct place when I went to bed, that I couldn't fall asleep because they needed to be back in their bed. Spot, yes. Yes, exactly. So I would have to put them away every night and it was sort of like a little bit of source of anxiety for me because I'm like, I need to make sure that all of them are in the right exact spot or I can't fall asleep. Yeah, dude, that's tough. So if you guys haven't guessed, we are going to be talking about the OG, the GOAT. Yes. The one that started it all off, the one, the only, Toy Story. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, great! What do we talk about? What do you say about that movie? Um, I I cannot say. I cannot hype it up more than it really. Like, it's such a great movie. I'm speechless. Like, I I don't. There's nothing bad to say about it. Um, it's just one of those things that like they caught lightning in a bottle it was a perfect story to kick off the pixar animation studios because i know that they did a bunch of like smaller shorts Mm. before toy story but this was sort of like snow white for computer generated you know animation it was the kickoff it was and man did they shoot for the stars they reached it and i mean to this day it's still one of the most popular disney pixar movies yeah, I mean, it's really interesting that you think about it because it's like <clears throat> during the Renaissance, all of a sudden, boom, this bomb drops off. Right. Because right? it came out in 1995. Yeah, and, in the middle of it. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, like literally because it was like Snow White. I mean, not Snow White. It, it was uh, Little Mermaid. I think the Rescuers came, Rescuers Down Under came out right after that. Then yeah. it was uh, Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin, Aladdin. Lion, Lion King. King, and then there was Mulan. Hey, you 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 Tarzan. skipped the 1995 one, um, Pocahontas. Oh, <laughs> that and one's Pocahontas. shadowed because Pocahontas. the Toy Story came out the same year. Pocahontas, Mulan, and Tarzan. Was was Hercules in the Renaissance, or was that just yeah. after? And yeah, so Hercules, Hercules came out in 1997, and Hunchback of Notre Dame came out in 1996. I want to say so. Uh, so you have like right in the middle of the Renaissance, you have this huge thing go off and it was like, nobody was expecting it. And I think when people saw it, it was like, whoa, this is insane. I mean, groundbreaking in all senses of the word. I mean, by the way, let's, let's, let's stop here. I'm, I'm repping the nightmare before Christmas. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. He's back to wearing Disney shirts. Geez, that Nickelodeon one. Oh, come on, dude. Nick. <laughs> Nickelodeon? Come on. Come on. Here I go. Here I go. A really cool futuristic Ooh, I fun like look that one, Mickey. dude. Right? Dude, right? Like okay, so. 90s style. Dude, I know. It's great. It's one of my favorite tank tops. And I got this at what they call Cast Connection. 
It's this discount warehouse only for Disney employees and cast members. So I have a connection down in good old Florida. And so whenever I go down to hit up the parks, we stop by cast connections. They're literally 75 to 80% off and it's all merchandise a season before. So after, you know, it floods the parks, goes through their cycle, they then take whatever they don't sell and put the inventory in cast connections. And that's when they mark it down and then I just make bank. I, I just, I get such a huge haul of Disney merchandise. Like literally, if I were to buy it like retail off the shelf in the parks, it'd probably cost me like When's the next time you're going down to Disney? So I was going in October of this year, but um, had a family issue. So we postponed it to January. So January, 2021, the, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Um, so definitely when I go back down in January, I'm hoping to get back into Cash Connection. So next time you go down, I'm going to have to give you some money. And Good. if you go to Cash Connection, you're going to have to hook me up. Dude, for sure. I will be sending you so many pictures. Like, oh, Chris, you, you need this. You need this. You, I mean, you remember, Greg, last time you went, side tangent, we're going on a tangent, guys. But Greg, yeah, remember the last this. time we went, I was living vicariously through you. And I was getting you're pretty far. pissed because you weren't sending <laughs> me enough photos. I was like, come on, man. You were doing really good. You sent me like four or five the first the day, which still yeah, wasn't enough for me. But I was like, okay, okay. And then I was like two or three the next day. And then I was like none for days. I'm like, dude, Nothing. I need at least 10 to 20 photos minimum per day. See, now I knew that. I put you through, I put you through the ringer. Very sorry. Now I definitely will make sure to send you just photos, videos, everything. You got um, it. All right, go ahead. Sorry about that. Continue. No, yeah, that's basically, I, I was just saying that I'm looking forward to January so I can go back and just buy as much as possible. They usually have a huge section of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. That's just like this revolving thing. They have mugs there. I mean, literally everything. There's even like a mini grocery store in the back. Dang. Don't know why, but yeah, it's, it's everywhere. They also have props from rides that you can buy there. Yeah. How awesome would that be to have like, part of a doom buggy from the haunted mansion in your home or you know like one of the spooky goats dude that'd be freaking sweet man right i know okay let's steer back on course to what we're talking about here. toy so, story toy story toy story toy story yes do you remember when that movie came out i don't know if you were old enough to see that no. movie. so i was born in 93 the movie did come out of course in 95 my dad took me to see toy story in theaters now, granted, I don't remember it because I was two, but it's really cool to say that my first ever, you know, movie that I saw in a theater was Toy Story. How about you? Um, yeah, I think I went and saw the movie in theater. Um, okay. I think I would have been, what is that? I was born in 88, so I would have been seven, seven years old. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, even seven years. What were years your initial thoughts? Well, when I was seven, I mean, that's hard to remember at the time. I mean, that was a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, my initial, if I can try to conjure up emotions that I probably would have felt, um, I think I, I remember loving the movie. I thought it was a really cool movie. Um, you know, as a kid, you don't think about graphics and like how technologically amazing it is. You just see it and you're like, whoa, this is awesome. Um, I loved it a lot. I mean... Woody was okay to me, but Buzz, man, Buzz was the guy. I had to get myself a Buzz Lightyear. Um, yeah, yes. you're speaking my language. Buzz is my favorite character at Toy Story. 
Yeah, I mean, no offense to Tom Hanks, but Tim Allen, man, he he had it going. And I'll say for the record, I'll fight anybody on this dude. Buzz slash Tom um, slash uh, Tim Allen got screwed on all the other movies. Like, dude, why is it? Why is everything about Woody, man? Like, I get it. He's like, he was like the first toy. But Buzz should be equally as important. He should get a lot more. In the second one, he was pretty prominent. But after that, it was like, oh, just a side character. It's like, come on, man. And they completely changed his, like, first language to Spanish in the second one. Oh. I mean, sure, that was good one, for a gag. The third one. In the second one, they, no, on the second one, they went to um, Al's oh, toy barn. In the okay. third one, they went to the day uh, preschool, and then right. those then Lotso changed his thing to Spanish. Right, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. But I mean, it was good for like a gag, but like they kept it for the majority of the movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, Buzz Lightyear was definitely my favorite, uh, bar none. And there's this one line I love in the movie. Okay, hold on, hold on, in... hold on, we'll get there, we'll get there. Don't, don't spoil oh, it. okay, you're killing me, okay, anyway. Okay, so let's kind so... of, let's walk through it here. So when it opens up, you have like the intro, you got Randy Newman playing, Right, such well, a great score. Such a great score. You got a friend in me. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's the one it opens to, right? Is you got a friend in me? I think it is. I do believe so. Yeah. Then of course the classic, um, Pixar clouds for the wallpaper. Yeah. Zooms down, and then you have Andy just playing make believe yep. robbery with Woody and everybody, and that really, you know, of course hit me because of course, what kid did not play with their toys and like and have an imagination like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so right there, related off the bat, and uh, that was just a great, a great start to the movie. So I mean, I thought that was amazing. Um, I liked how they set it up in such a way that Woody um, was kind of like the leader of all the toys because uh, sure. he was the sheriff, and so he has like this meeting with all the toys because it's Andy's birthday, and. He gets that microphone toy, which I remember having that exact microphone toy when I was a kid. I have that too. And so I remember that. And so like they had the whole meeting, all this stuff. And then he had it like on a, one of those like magnet things. Oh, I love those. Yes. And um, didn't like Slinky say something to Woody that was like really just, I guess, complimentary of Woody. And then they showed a shot of Mr. Potato Head take off his lips and like it, he was like bumping it on his back when I was younger I did not get that I'm like why is he doing that and then I rewatched it yep a couple days ago I'm like oh he's kissing his butt you know like he, he's a brown noser like I just got that yeah well and then, like, and then like, it totally went over me yeah and then there's other things like in the movie that's like um you know Bo when talking to Woody she like you know grabs him with you know her shepherd's thing and she's yes. like you know, I, you know, why don't you come on over tonight and get somebody else to wash the sheep? And then he's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, like, in the window oh, there. You didn't even realize that. But um, it's just, I don't know. I thought the way they did it was really cool in the movie. And so I like how Woody, he's having the whole spiel from up on his podium. And then, you know, he's looking through and he's like, yeah, and Andy's party has been moved to today. And he tries to just play it off. And then everyone's like, breaking out. It's, yep. it's really cool. And yep. so, um, to kind of somewhat fast forward a little bit, let's get to the point where, you know, everybody, the toys are freaking out. What is this, you know, special toy that Andy's mom has in the closet? 
I don't know. And then all the yeah, kids run upstairs. You just, see, you just see the view from under the bed where Woody falls. Um, yep. Because they push Woody off. They're like, oh, we got to land the spaceship. And it was just yep. really cool. And then literally, you know, seconds before that, he was saying to the toys, it's like, you know, we are made for Andy. You know, no one's getting replaced. Like, you're special to him. You know, Woody was sort of preaching to the choir here. And then, of course, when trouble comes in a new toy, Woody gets insanely jealous. So he climbs up on the bed and then he sees this, this space ranger, you know? And then he's like, right off the bat, he has like a bad feeling about this. He's like, okay, this, this toy looks cool. What am I up against? And uh, Buzz, of course, just being a fresh toy out of a box, he thinks that he's the actual Buzz Lightyear. You know, yep. he crash landed on this, you know, uncharted planet. And so that was like the first interaction. Granted, it could have been a lot better on Woody's part, but um, again, it's a lot of friction from the get-go. Yeah, and I like how uh, in the movie um, he lands and all this stuff happens and Buzz is like, you know, no sign of intelligent life anywhere. And then Woody's like, hello. And so it's like, whatever. And then he's like, oh, local law enforcement. And he's like, my ship, cra my ship uh, crash landed here. Do you guys uh, still use fossil fuel? Or have you discovered that, like, you know, ionic fusion or something? And Woody's like, well, we got double A's. And uh, so there's so many funny lines in there. Um, yeah. And so, like, everybody's looking at Buzz. He's got all these, like, buttons and stuff and all these cool things. And uh, at one point, Bo is, like, she's, like, just very impressed with Buzz. And she's like, oh, I found my moving buddy. And it was like, wow, you slut. You just totally I, switched just, over? I know. Like uh, These hoes I ain't mean, oil, man. Hey, hey, you know, a guy in, in, in uniform, right? But Woody had a badge on. He had, a, he oh, had his uniform oh, on. Yeah, true. Yeah, You're but right. she just wanted right. the, you know, technologically muscular, you know, you know buff guy. I'm like, what a slut. Come on, Bo Peep. Good thing that she, uh, she left party but then she comes back in the fourth so and then i like how buzz out. buzz and woody get into a fight like can he actually fly <laughs> one of my favorite lines in the movie is when buzz is like all right well mr light beer so let's see you do yeah. it and prove it i know i know i picked up on that when i rewatched i'm like oh nice little burn there woody yeah. but yeah buzz definitely showed him up but then again he didn't really fly he fell with style which was cool um yeah and then i think the movie after that I think fast forwarding a little bit, you see this really awesome montage with with uh, Randy Newman's song "Strange Things" mm -hmm. that's going on, and so basically it just chronicles that you know Andy's attention is shifting from Woody into this Wild West theme yeah. to the space theme with Buzz Lightyear, and Woody's just like he's out of control. You know, he he can't control anything. He's seeing this happen in front of his eyes, and that Andy's you know choosing Buzz over him, which makes him even more jealous. So yeah, I not, think, not good on that part. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that's the problem with these like walkthroughs. I mean, we could literally walk through the whole movie and you know, I don't really want to do that too terribly much. Um, right. Let's kind of speed up a little bit here or else we're gonna spend 45 sure. minutes just going scene by scene through the movie because there's so many good scenes. Pretty much, it's um, amazing. So what is some of your, so what are, what are one or two of your favorite scenes in the whole movie? So I think, I really do like that strange things music video montage yep. that you know Woody just sees 
Andy's uh, you know, interest shifting from him to Buzz. I think that was a pivotal uh, scene in the movie. Um, definitely. I don't know. See, that, that does make me relate or feel or empathize, I should say, with Woody. Because even though Buzz is, is my favorite character and I thought that Woody was a jerk in the first movie, um, that was one of the few scenes that I really felt for him. And mm-hmm. so I think that's one of my favorite ones that I liked. It just showed Woody just spiraling out of control, but of course he could have handled it a better way. Um, another one of my favorite scenes um, was when they were under that big semi tank yes. um, truck at Dynaco refueling station. And yeah. it's just them going at it. Um, like, you are a toy. Yeah. You are a child thing. You are an, you are an action figure. You and are so a child really play thing. Thing. And, then, and then Buzz counter, counters by saying, you are a sad, strange little man. <laughs> so, I mean, that that interaction, that scene was classic for me. Loved that. Um, especially with how they decided to get out of it. Like how Woody's like, hey, Buzz, a spaceship, look, you know, on top of the Pizza Planet car. And, and that Pizza Planet car um, is pretty much seen in almost every... Yeah, that's like iconic now. because that's our movie. Every single, yeah. Like it's, it's a great Coco, It's in so many now. Yes. And then finally, I mean, there are so many awesome scenes at Sid's house. Growing up, I did not like the Sid part because Sid was creepy. He was maniacal. Yeah. You know, he hurt the toys. But when I rewatched, I'm like, they have some really funny scenes. Like when they just got into Sid's room and you saw Sid taking Hannah's toy, popping sure. the head off, putting that pterodactyl head on. And Buzz is like looking through the zipper. He's like, I do not believe that man has medical license. And <laughs> just his delivery and how like truly yeah. he believed it. Oh, that got me, and I had to rewatch it. But yeah, there were so many great scenes at Sid's house. How about you? Yeah, I mean, the one underneath the semi truck is one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, okay, we agree. One of my other favorite scenes is when, after Buzz tries to fly off the balcony in Sid's house, and yeah. you know breaks his arm off, and then the little sister has them in like playing T, yeah. and he freaks out. He's like, "I am Mrs." Nesbit. <laughs> yes, and and there was an awesome joke there, like you know how he was, of course, having the tea party with two headless dolls. He's like, yeah. now I'm here with Marie Antoinette and her little sister, and I just I just got that reference because of course she got the guillotine back in yeah. the French Revolution. So I was like, very very well played. That was a nice little inside joke. Yeah, I really like that. Um, I think, I mean, one of the things for this movie that I think really did well for it was just Randy Newman's music, like every single oh, song. Dude. Like that one song during yeah. that whole, after he finds out and sees on the commercial that he's a toy. And I forgot, yeah, what, the name I, song is. I forgot what the name of the song is called, but it's like, you know, I will go sailing no more. And I think that is the title. Yeah, or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah and man, just Randy Newman's whole, like, like I feel like that, that, those songs like set the movie. Like yeah. there's a, there's like a, a calming nature to his voice, but a very like, yeah, like he could, like it's, he's, it's a very kiddish, not kiddish, that's probably the wrong word. Um, it's like a comforting thing, like you feel like a kid, like he's singing yeah. to you very comfortly. Yeah. Comfortly? I agree. Trying to comfort you through the songs, but it's- Comfortably. I could see him being one of those songwriters that specifically makes songs for kids. Like his voice sure. is very calming and soothing. Did you get into Raffi as a kid? I don't know who Raffi is. 
baby blues are in the deep blue sea. Oh, so okay. Wild my, and so free. No, my wife tells me about about this guy Raffy because our Raffy's kid, awesome. I don't, I don't know, but I love him growing so up. The, anyway, the, yeah, those are yeah, two of my favorite scenes. Okay. One of the things that I'm kind of kind of eh about a little po'd 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 okay. whatever. What clogs your toilet, Chris? You know, I'll tell you what grinds my gears. The fact that Disney created Toy Story Land and does not have a Pizza Planet like restaurant. Pizza planet. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, they have the, I think they have the exterior when you walk into the alien swirling saucers ride, but it's not an actual legit no, like, pizza How great restaurant. of an idea is that? Have a pizza place that parents can take oh, their well. kids and you can have a huge arcade area that appeals to both kids and adults. So you, know, you mean, can have like a Dave and Buster's side kind of feel for the adults, you know, for yeah. people that are single or just, you know, married or don't have kids. And then you can have like a kid's yeah. area. Sure. It's I like mean, to be fair, they, they, they did have a piece of planet right by Star Tours, but it was just more yeah, that, in a brick place. It didn't really, it wasn't straight from the movie. It was just like, hey, this is Pizza Planet, this is the name. We make pizzas. It was an arcade. I would have liked to see it look more similar to what Pizza yeah. Planet was in the movie. So I definitely see where you're coming from. And yeah, you would think no brainer because Toy Story Land's there. Make that a lunch spot. But no, you have Woody's lunchbox. I've never tried it. Granted, they don't have a whole huge. They don't have lot, a big you know, option. Yeah, the the menu is very small and doesn't really. Did you remember the big grab me controversy about Woody's lunchbox? No, refresh my memory. But he, I, I might have was serving alcohol there. And it was supposed to be oh, food yeah. after like Andy's backyard. So people were like, what is yeah. this Andy's mom giving him alcohol in his lunchbox? And <laughs> right. all this stuff. Yeah. People were like, oh, well, this is so dumb. Why would you? But then people, other people were like, no, it's not Andy's lunchbox. It's Woody's lunchbox. Woody's the drunkard, not Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> much better. Yeah, right. Yeah, the toy. So much better. So, um, um so I, that's one thing I just had to say about it. I think Randy Newman's yeah. um, music brought a whole scope to this movie that, yeah. honestly, I don't know if this movie would have done as well without Randy Newman. It may have done well, but you can't think of Toy Story and not think of You Got a Friend of Me. Almost impossible. Oh, no, yeah. And I mean, that's, whenever that song comes on, I, I never skip it. It's so great. And to your point, I'm glad you brought Randy Newman back. It's because with, I think Pixar was trying to step away from the whole Disney notion of actually making the movie a musical. So mm -hmm. they have like backing tracks, actual music made for the movie, just the characters don't sing it. And I think that was a nice tradition that Pixar, you know, sort of continued with when they did Finding Nemo, they did Monsters, Inc. Stuff. And Randy Newman came back to score and to write a couple of songs for Monsters, Inc., which I love as well. So anyway, in a later episode, we'll definitely talk about Monsters, Inc. Um, but one more thing before I forget, uh, off of your point of why this movie did so well <clears throat> I think it was a great choice to start the CGI um, you know film or let me rephrase that it was it was a really good choice for the Pixar team to choose Toy Story as their first CGI film mm -hmm. because it's centered around toys and I'm not knocking like, like the technology or the amazing, mind-blowing 
effects that they were able to create back in 95. I'm not. I'm just saying that, of course, they had a lot to learn. And of course, when you look at Toy Story 4 now, how far they've come. Oh, you know, just the great strides that they've done. Yeah. Uh, but back in 95, though, I think, again, making a movie about toys was, I think, just genius because toys in general, you know, they're very stiff. They're not really like fluid. And I'm like the animation was great. They were able to really capture like the different feel of the movie with like the wood, the reflections, the glass, everything like that. But when it came to the actual characters, you know, I think the animation was still a little stiff. So they were able to get away with it better with toys. Because of course there are humans in the movie, not a whole lot though. Yeah. Um, and, and they're very minimal in, in which scenes that they are. Uh, they do of course look alive, but they're not like true humans. They seem like more like just a PC game yeah. type of people. So, um, and it just made it feel more believable that they did um, a story centered around toys with the technology that they had to start off this Pixar, you know, phenomenon, if that makes sense. No, it does. I mean, and one of the other nice choices that I that I think that they did, the producers and all of them at Pixar, was that they decided toys, well, one, like you said, not as much fluidity that you need as you do with humans. Yeah. But I think no matter who you are, no matter what culture, race, you know, whatever, anybody relates to the fact that they had a toy as a kid. True. Whether it was universal. Whether whether I mean whatever's people whatever people's socioeconomic status is, whether that was not a lot of toys or that was a ton of toys. Right. People had a toy or a yeah. couple of toys, just toys in general. Adults yeah. can relate to that because they remember some of the toys that they had when they were kids. You know, kids would love it because they have toys and their imaginations are going. So I think um, Toy Story's producers uh, at Pixar they did a great job because it was like let's pick a top let's pick let's pick um, the focal characters not to be humans that people have to relate to but let's make it toys right. because toys aren't like yes the toys have personalities and stuff like that but you don't have to buy into like oh is this you know Irish enough is this you know Native American enough is this Arabic yeah. enough it's they're just toys toys are just toys and so I think Pixar did a great job with choosing toys because it broke those boundaries of relatability. As far as it came to like, can I relate to that culture? Can I relate to that? It doesn't sure. matter. As far as like personality wise with the characters, yeah, you still have to relate. But it's not something where it's like, dude, like these are people who are in Japan. I don't really quite understand the culture or China. It's just straight, here's a toy. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that just pretty much are very level when it comes to every culture. Everybody understands it. It's like, you know, the emotions that you see on your face. Having a toy was pretty much every, you know, kid's childhood, like no matter, and you could view it however you like. Like if, if you thought your blanket was a toy or, or just the feeling of that you're able to play around with it or, you know, use your imagination and have it in times of trouble when you're happy just with you to have that security, I feel like, that was a very, like you said, it was a focal, um, focal point in literally every person's childhood and development. 
and it was something that everybody could grasp onto and that's why it, it's still as massively popular as it is because Toy Story Land it was just created and the movie came out you know over 20 years ago so yeah. um, it, it's something that'll never go away and I'm very glad you know to have been able to do, to see it especially you know when I was in that age range of actually having that imagination playing with toys and and you know just so let me ask this question um we're gonna have to wrap up soon because we are going pretty long on this but what did you think about the um dynamics like the chain like the the differences between you have a cowboy woody and you have a space ranger buzz yeah yeah what do you think of that contrast i think that was like uh, it's a very interesting choice that they went with those two type of toys Yes, you know, it was sort of like looking at the past and looking into the future, you know, just to start things off and just how massively different they are. But when you think about it, when you boil it down, both of them have like the same characteristics, a sheriff and a space ranger. You know, you want to protect, you want to serve, you want to maintain order. It, it's, it's really interesting because they are both so dynamically different, but yet very similar at the same time. Yep. And I really love that dichotomy um, as well as the parallelism that they were going for. And again, I think this is one of the reasons why the the movie was so well received. I'm yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I really like it. Even to like the idea of Woody. I mean, like you said, the past and the future. Because as far as I remember, they were saying that Woody was actually Andy's dad's toy from when he was a kid. Oh. So this toy's probably got to be what maybe at least 25 years old so if the movie was made in the 90s and andy was how old was andy six maybe six five or six he wasn't that old so that made it 1990 when he was born in 1989 so Mm -hmm. 25 years ago from that i mean that was like the late 60s or mid 60s yeah that would have worked yeah bonanza you know was big on tv yeah, because I mean, you, you know, think about that, that's cereal. the turn of like, you know, Sputnik, you have people uh, going to the moon, you have the space landing, I mean, the moon landing. So you have those things, even in the 60s, like, that was still right. a huge thing. So like, yeah, like you look at it, you have Buzz, who's made of um, essentially cloth and cotton balls yeah, with some plastic on the head and the hands and the feet. But then you have yeah. a pull string, like that was the technology back then. That was so right. epic. But then you have Buzz, who was in the '90s, and like their technology is like, like mechanisms, like a computer system inside him that could have different buttons and things like that. You know, you really, yeah, um, you bring up a really good point because I know that, of course, we'll talk about this later. But I'm just, I immediately thought of Toy Story 2 because, of course, you have the whole Woody side of the story with yep. him, like Woody's Roundup. You know, that was an old serial black and white TV show of Woody. And yep. in the beginning, you have Rex controlling a Buzz Lightyear video game, you know? So you have, like, the serial uh, black and white TV show, and then you have, like, actual, like, you know, cutting-edge technology with a video game with your favorite, you know, toy with Buzz Lightyear. So yeah. um, I think they they definitely touch upon that more in the forthcoming um, yeah. sequel. And so I think the movie did really well. The How the change that buzz came to the realization like i am a toy um i do have some i do have some friends here with buzz i mean with woody and some of the other toys 
Um, so I think yeah. it did really well. I really loved the uh, moving truck chase. Yes, yes, yeah. And like the whole re- revolt with other toys. Like, okay, Woody, get out. And they're like, oh no, Woody's with Buzz. What have we done? And Rex is like, oh great, now I have guilt. He's yes. like, all right. Um, he's like, they thought they were doing something so noble, but no, like Woody changed too. And to your point, I think it was a, a, a mutual growth because Buzz, you know, came to the realization that he was a toy and Woody was like, you know what, I can't do this without you. You're also a very important part of Andy's life. You know, I, I shouldn't have acted like a jerk or be such, you know, so self-centered. You're a friend of mine now. It's, you know, something when you go through hardships with someone, you bond with them on a certain level. And I, you know, I really liked that they were able to come around and, and be really best buds by the end of the film. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Like, thinking about like some of those toys, like, that you have like are older like my parents have a lot of the toys that i had as a kid that they don't want to get rid of because it's like well now they have grandkids so it's like well we don't want to get rid of all the toys so like they have like a few like barbie doll houses that my sister had but then i still have my old buzz lightyear um toy i have the woody toy i have batman toys so it's like a lot of those toys that i grew up with are like like my daughter might play with which is weird to think because like i remember my grandma bringing out toys from my mom's age that (laughs) and i remember like wow these are so old like she brought out barbie dolls that my mom had when she was a kid and my sister would play with them and i was like wow these are ancient and then (laughs) now i'm like oh my gosh my kids are gonna think my toys are ancient (laughs) full circle so it's very interesting that's why i think it does so well with like bridging the gap no matter what and I mean, even getting to your point, I mean, in the second movie, Barbie, the tour guide Barbie is explaining the yeah. history of the Barbie franchise and then explaining, like they do a meta narrative where they're explaining the history of the Buzz Lightyear toys. And they were saying Hasbro toys couldn't keep up with the demand after the, like in, I think she was at in 1995, Hasbro toys couldn't keep up with the demand of the Buzz Lightyear toys. I was like, oh, that's a huge, like, like breaking the fourth wall, explaining Literally. like, yeah, like, when this came out, it was hard for us to keep up with. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I know. There's so many great things. In, and it, it's just so well thought out, so well written, so well animated. Um, yeah. One of my favorite franchises ever. So I think we should wrap up a little bit here. Um, yeah. Obviously, we could have gone through a lot more, but we didn't want it to turn into... We didn't want to turn into an hour of us going scene by scene, which I know some people like that. Our thought is we just want to give a basic overview, talk about the movie as a whole. If you want to think about the movie, just go watch the movie yourself and enjoy it. There you go. Definitely. And um, let us know some of your favorite scenes, who your favorite characters are. Are you Team Woody, Team Buzz? Let us know because, of course, we too are Team Buzz. Team Buzz. (laughs) All the way. guys. We are going to head on out. It was a pleasure hanging out, talking with you guys today. And Greg... Where can people get, you know what it is. Yes. Um, I never thought that you'd ask. It's, you, you, you can follow us on Facebook. Nope, that's not even Twitter, it. Instagram. That's what I'm saying. Today is, YouTube. No, no, you're supposed to say, and this is your place where you can get your Disney, your only place where you can get your oh. Disney fix. Well, that too. Uh, that, okay, go ahead, Greg, come on. The only, <clears throat> right, take two. This is your only place to get your Disney fix. Peace. See ya.